Law enforcers, have you ever come across a crime so stupid or ridiculous that you just let it slip? Not the US, to clarify for everyone asking. This was in South Africa in the early 90s. When I was in high school, the rugby team found out I had learned how to drive but not yet received my license. They all knew I did not drink, so one of them had the genius idea of inviting me to parties as the designated driver. We'd lost a popular kid to a drunken accident a few months earlier, so it was actually a good idea. It was a great arrangement, lots of parties, lots of girls, and all I had to do was get them home in one peace afterwards. It went great for a few weeks. Until one night. The police had heard there was a big party on a farm outside of town and decided to set up a roadblock. So I come driving up to flashing lights, car filled with five big drunk guys, including one passed out with his head out of the window. And little scrawny me, barely able to look over the steering wheel, and the inside of the car smells like a brewery. The officer takes one look at the car and asks me to step out. Have you been drinking? Uh, no officer. I I don't drink. Has me take a breathalyzer. Zero. Looks at me. Can I see your driver's license? Uh, sorry, officer, I don't have one yet. I'm getting it next week. And I point back toward the car, but they have theirs. He looked at me, flipped his little book closed, and said, Just take them home. Next time I see you, you'd better have your license. Under the circumstances, this sounds like a pretty reasonable officer. Like, better the guy who's gonna get his license next week and sober be driving now than one of these guys be trying to. I overheard this one last night as I was sitting near two Indiana cops at Panda Express. Saw this lady had a warrant for an unpaid ticket and missed court date. I bring her in and it turns out that her address is wrong and she never got the court summons. The original ticket was for possession of a black bass under 14 inches, and since she admits the court summons, it was now on her record. So if she goes to apply for a job and they inevitably ask her, do you have any criminal history, she's obligated to say yes. Now imagine if the employer asks, why? Because I caught a small fish. Maybe I'm dumb, but I am confused. I was at a convenience store buying beer while two cops were milling around looking at soft drinks and snacks. One employee was working the register while another one was throwing out old donuts. One of the cops looked over at her and said, You can't do that in front of the police. It was funny because he sounded upset with her when he said it. Always nice when people have a good sense of humor. My ex-fiance was a cop for a redneck town where the people didn't have much money. He was called to the grocery store where a little girl about nine was being detained in the manager's office for stealing a box of tampons. He said she had tears and snot everywhere and her pants had obvious blood stains all over the front. My ex then bought the box she was trying to steal along with three more boxes, some food and milk. He then drove her home to a trailer that was falling apart. It wasn't so much the crime that was ridiculous, but more the manager's reaction. I guess when my ex came in, the manager was just screaming at this terrified night. That's a nice story, a fine story, a good story. But my question is, what did you do to drive away such a good man? A kid, of course, I don't know the ins and outs of their relationship. I frequently, or did when I was in uniform, let impaired care or control slide. If I found someone sleeping in the back seat of their parked car after drinking, it demonstrated to me a decision to not drink and drive. I'd often take keys or drive someone home, but arresting them just seemed wrong. Long as they're not obstructing traffic or in a really inconvenient place, I think that makes perfect sense. I was the lucky one once, not charged by a cop. In college, my friend had a massive house party. I woke up the next morning face down in a puddle of drool in the bed of my truck. Went inside and found out the cops had busted the party and everyone got underage tickets. Over 30 people, except for me. Not sure if they took pity on me or never saw me, but they had my truck boxed in with squad cars. The lines on my face from the rubs on my bed liner took two days to go away. Mmm, well aren't you a lucky boy? 
Not a police officer, but I witnessed it happen. I got a phone call from a police officer using my buddy's phone. Apparently, my buddy, a jackass, got so drunk he fell out of his car in the drive through lane at Taco Cabana. The cop told me I had 15 minutes to get there and pick up my friend. I made it in time and the officer helped me throw my friend in the bed of my truck. He told me to take my friend home and when he woke up, tell him he was a goddamn idiot. The police officer was a homicide detective in the major city in which we lived, and he said he had real crimes to solve and to stop wasting his time. You better take your drunk little jackass friend home. I got donuts to eat, coffee to drink, and murders to solve. A long, long time ago, in a life far removed from my own, I had a nasty dope addiction. I cleaned up my life and had been clean for three years. My friend had been learning to become a tattoo artist and asked me if I wanted one. To repay his kindness, I picked up a 30-pack and some tequila. After about three hours of him digging in with the gun and most of the beers and booze gone, we came up with the plan. We were going to go to the city and score some dope. Didn't take long and we accomplished just that. We found a nice, quiet, dimly lit parking lot to pull in and get to getting high. We break out the gear and started. He got his ready faster and got it done. I was out of practice and fumbled around a bit. Just then, someone knocked on the window. It's the cops. We rolled down the window and they asked if we knew where we were. Before we can say anything, the cops said, This is the fucking police station parking lot. Are you freaking thick? They took the dope and sent us on our way and I now have 13 years clean thanks to that cop. You know, in times like that, I can't help but think that... (laughs) Well, if you're that stupid or just unaware of your environment, then yeah, you deserve to be arrested. But in this case, I guess things worked out. There was this guy where I used to live who would walk around smiling strangely and approach people trying to shake their hand. As soon as he got a hold of their hand, he would try to kiss them. A friend of mine naively accepted his handshake and literally bent over backward trying to avoid the kiss. A couple of churches in the area had this thing at the end of their service where everyone would shake hands so this guy would show up to reap the harvest. Cops were called on him a few times, but to my knowledge, they never arrested him, but just drove him far away from the area and dropped him off and made him walk all the way back. I'm just picturing that interaction as, oh, well, nice to make your acquaintance, old chap. What are you doing? Brother-in-law is a cop. We will call him Jack. He used to ride a bike in downtown Toronto during his first two years. Canadian cops ride in bikes and wear tight shorts during summer, by the way. So he was on a side street when he spotted a car driving like 10 kilometers an hour and every like five seconds, stopping suddenly like someone hitting their brakes hard and starting again. So he follows the car going around in a four-block circle, wondering, what the hell? He decided to check if maybe something is wrong with the driver and needed help. He gets close to the car and he hears the driver, which was male, groaning. He immediately thought the driver was having a health issue. He rides up to the driver's window and puts his hand on the car and at the same time asking, Sir, are you alright? Driver slams his brakes and Jack sees a female lifting her head off his lap and hastily, the driver covering his crotch. He tried so hard not to burst out laughing. Driver was so embarrassed when Jack asked for license and registration. He said it was also obvious the woman wasn't a hooker because of her looks and the red face of shame. So the driver croaks up a, Is there something wrong, officer? while my brother Jack was looking at his license. Jack told the driver that he was driving too slow and he seemed to be in distress and next time he would be better off trying not to have engaged in a sexual manner while behind the wheel. He said all that in a very stern voice while looking at the guy straight in the eyes. He didn't give him a ticket or arrest him. When he returned back to the police station, he relayed the whole story to his buddies. They call him Spoil Sport Jack now. It might sound a bit juvenile to say, but I love earning nicknames in the workplace. My time to shine. 
Now, I was the lawbreaker in this case, but the cop was so utterly dumbfounded and amused that he just let us go. Let me tell you the story of the 12-person Prius. It was around 10 p.m. on a Friday night and was my first day in college. It was freshman orientation day during the summer and we got to stay in a dorm for the night. While my group was getting to know each other, we decided that we should find something fun to do. However, being in a small town, our options were limited. Thus, we decided upon visiting the glorious Walmart in town, about the most fun place to go. Our plans were thwarted, though, when we discovered that we were all dropped off by our parents and didn't have a car. We sure as hell weren't going to walk eight miles and we didn't know what to do. But then, the twins piped up. The identical twin sisters apparently didn't come with their parents and instead borrowed their parents' Toyota Prius for the weekend. Great! So, with a car ready to go, we start for the parking lot, but then somebody did a headcount and mentioned to the group that we have 12 people. Our hearts sank. How could we bring 12 people to Walmart with a Prius? One person suggested taking two trips. One person said, maybe we shouldn't go. But then, somebody suggested that we all squeeze in. It was brilliant. And after thinking about it, 100% feasible. So we got to work. Two people in the passenger seat, one driving, seven in the rear seat, and two in the trunk. It was a masterpiece. Thus, the journey began. Nearly touching the ground and easily bottoming out the suspension, we set forth for Walmart. We got about half a mile from campus before we were pulled over. The cop was speechless as he counted as each person exited the car. Sergeant Casper, his name was. Casper was the friendly cop. He could barely contain his laughter. He simply told us that he didn't want us getting hurt, that we should walk back to campus, and that he was impressed that we fit that many people in the car. We sat there and chatted for about 20 minutes and left, never to fit in the Prius again. Casper, the friendly cop, the friendliest cop you know. My wife got pulled over one night while I was riding in the passenger seat. She was driving my car and it didn't have automatic headlights and she forgot to flip the switch. The cop walks up and gets both our licenses, checks them and walks back. He issues my wife a warning, then gives me a ticket for presenting an expired license to an officer. He tells me it's the same as presenting a fictitious license to an LEO, and it's a $250 fine. I was confused because I had just renewed my license a year earlier, but before I could ask, he had ran back to his cruiser and drove off. Sure enough, he wrote down my license issue date as the expiration date. So I go to court to fight it, take a day off work, wait around at the courthouse for three hours. Finally, my case gets cancelled and I talk to an ADA. He says if my license is current now, then I'm off with just court costs. I explain the mistake the officer made. His eyes glaze over and says, if we go to the judge, it's gonna be the full line. I explain again and he says, fine, we will go to the judge. Another hour later, the judge calls the case and I explain it again. He asks to see the citation and the ticket. I present them. He looks at it and his face kind of squishes up in a what the hell look. His exact words were, who is the dumb But cop wasting my time. Charges dismissed. For those who don't know, I say for those who don't know, the actual quote from the judge are words that I am not at liberty to say. I once got pulled over for speeding 15 over. I had just gotten Taco Bell, and when he asked me why I was going so fast, I said that I'm just really excited to eat my Taco Bell. He laughed, gave me my license back, and let me go, saying that was the funniest excuse he had heard all day. I think that's as valid a reason as any to let someone go on a speeding ticket. 
I was on foot patrol in central London about two in the morning. I turned a corner and saw a group of very drunk ex-public, privately schooled for you colonials, schoolboys staggering along the road with a collection of the usual ubiquitous parking cones. They had about ten cones between the five of them. I stood there for about five minutes, walking this lot sodding about when one of them spotted me. He then made an attempt to warn his friends that he had spotted me, but they were so drunk they didn't take any notice. He then gathered as many cones off of his friends that he could carry, staggered up to me and said, Officer, I would like to hand these over to you as I think they are lost property. I burst out laughing and walked away. Typical, such a typical drunk juvenile act to do in England. I was young and went out to buy some condoms at a store. I spent a long time standing there trying to figure out what to get, finally grab a box, then wander around the store working up the nerve to actually purchase it. I chicken out, put them on some random shelf, then go walk out of the store. As I get to the door, some lady in her 40s comes running up to me and in a slightly out-of-breath voice demands I hand over the condoms. I'm shocked and answer wide-eyed that I don't have them. She doesn't believe me, so I sheepishly lead her to where I ditch them. As I leave, a Again, I realized just buying them would have been a lot less stressful. My advice for buying condoms is just slam the pack down and do not break eye contact no matter what. They'll respect you because you're practicing safe sex. I was hammered one day walking home with a bunch of my friends. I see a trash can and running drop kick it. Of course, it sends trash everywhere. And all I hear on a PA is, pick it up. Cop there the whole time, never got out of the car. I picked up the trash can and put all the trash back and went on my way. Cool cop. Give a hoot. Don't pollute. When I was in high school, my buddy and I left during lunch to go get our biology cat that he'd left at home. A biology cat is one that's being dissected. It was all splayed out and opened up on a dissection tray. Essentially, a baking sheet filled with wax so you could stick pins in it. We took off in another friend's car, a beater with no muffler and flat tires, and screaming to Max's house about a mile away in a little lower middle-class neighborhood. Got the cat, put it on the back seat, and threw a dish towel over it because, well, it's just creepy. As I'm backing out the driveway, Mac tells me to be cool. There's a cop down at the intersection. We putter down the street and stop at the stop sign, and suddenly we're surrounded. Plainclothes cops come up and block us behind. Two standard cop cars come from each side of the intersection and block us in front. A cop gets out and yells at us to turn off the car and step out. We're freaked because we know that the car has all kinds of illegal substances hidden away in the glove box behind the dash. Under the seat, we also have no idea why driving fast and loud in this neighborhood warranted such a massive response. We get out, hands on the hood. Officer starts to search the car. We tell him about the biology cat and point to the back seat. He lifts the dish towel up, looks at us, and stops searching the car. Everyone backs off and he tells us to get back to school. And if I wasn't busy right now, I'd Hole you in for speeding in a residential neighborhood. Get your muffler fixed. After school, we found out that someone had been murdered in the neighborhood earlier that morning. Two male suspects seen leaving the area. Our biology teacher laughed his butt off. Never so grateful for a murder in my life. I understand the relief, but I certainly wouldn't say it like that. Not a cop, but I was driving to North Carolina. It was supposed to be my brother and I driving, but he went out the night previous and got hammered, thinking I'd drive the first leg, then he'd finish it out. Well, he miscalculated how hungover he was and was useless the entire way. This was a 12-hour drive, but when we finally got there, my brother starts complaining at me. He needs to use the bathroom. We were in the city at this point during rush hour, so I was stuck in the left lane among a great deal of traffic. There was a left turn that could get me to a Wendy's, so I jumped into the lane. The green turn arrow became yellow, so I started 
started slowing down. My parents and brother all screamed some variation of, just frickin' go! So I do it, and sure enough, I see the lights go on, pull into the Wendy's parking lot and turn off the car. A large woman gets out of a cop car. I swear she is straight from a buddy cop movie as the loud-mouthed comic relief, permed hair and all. She walks up and looks totally serious. My brother is in the backseat, hungover, pale and sweating. He leans forward and blurts out, Can I please go inside while you do this? I'm about to poo my pants. Her serious tone just completely drops and she starts laughing her butt off. Of course, honey, you can go. He jumps out and runs into the building doing the funniest butt clench I've ever seen. She ends up giving me a warning because she saw me hit the brakes, then heard everyone screaming at me. She warned everyone to not distract the driver and told me to ignore everyone else, which I know I should have done. So everything worked out well, and my brother ends up coming out with Frosties for the family because they wouldn't let him use the bathroom without buying anything. I would have just immediately forgiven them once they brought me the Frosty. If it's ice cream, a ice lolly, a slush puppy of some kind, if it's a frozen treat and you're trying to curry favor with me, well, you've got it, baby, you've got it. When I was in college, I woke up one morning to knocking on my door. I sleep naked, so just grabbed what was on my floor. It was a tank top and a frilly pink skirt. I opened the door to see a cop. At this point, I am experiencing the absolute worst hangover in the world and very possibly still partially drunk. He tells me that the landlord is paving the back parking lot and I need to move my car. I look at him and tell him there is no way I can drive it this time and say if they need to move it, they might want to do it themselves. Meanwhile, he is clearly holding back some laughter. He agrees to move my car for me and bring back my keys. I told him to wait a minute while I get them. Still trying to contain his laughter, he says, Ma'am, they were actually in your door. I'm completely mortified and feel like death now. He returns five to ten minutes later and tells me he moved it to the other section of the lot. I go back to sleep and a few hours later leave to go to class. Well, the car is absolutely nowhere in sight. I find a cop car park not too far away and tell him what happened. He called in to the cop and it turns out the landlord had it towed. The first cop shows back up, apologizes, and offers to take me to the tow lot to get the car. On the way there, he decides to show off a little and is speeding through red lights and across town. It was pretty thrilling. The PD ended up paying for my towing fee. I mentioned the pink skirt because while we were on our way to the tow yard, he told me that he was holding back his laughter because the last thing he expected to see was a hungover girl wearing a tutu at 8am. Apparently, that's what it looked like to him. And after seeing the keys in the door and what I had on, he envisioned a the hangover type evening for me. This does not really fit the question of the post, but there are a lot of stories here of good guy cops helping out idiots in need and thought it was in a way relevant. I mean, that's precisely why I've been enjoying these stories quite a lot. I once woke up at the back door of a Chicago home, inside their eight-foot fenced and secured yard. I was awoken by eight cops yelling at me and shining their lights on me, telling me to exit the yard and come to them. There was no way to get out of the yard, and the homeowner had to come take a lock off the gate to let me out. I was asked where my shoes were, where I lived, how I got there, and what the hell was going on. I explained I went to bed on my friend's couch around ten. Inside my pockets, they found a giant glass pipe and an even bigger piece of devil's lettuce cola bud. After some serious what the hell looks and giggles from the greatest cops in the world, I found myself being given a ride two blocks away to my friend's house. I apologized for being a sleepwalking idiot and for the illegal substances, which I then realized was still in my pocket thanks to some pretty awesome Chicago cops. They do sound like some pretty understanding and cool cops. But for real, how the hell did you sleepwalk two blocks away? I mean, the most I've ever seen someone sleepwalk is like five feet and then pee on a television set. When I was 18, I got pulled over. Police 
policeman asks, do you know why I pulled you over? I say, yes, because I did an illegal U-turn. He says, no, because you ran a stop sign. He was so amused by my stupidity that he let me go. Some of these policemen sound extremely easy to please. My friends and I were driving home one Saturday night and sputtered a car that looked like it had veered off the main drag and up against a building. We approached the car and tried to see if the driver was okay, but he was unresponsive. So we called 911 and the police showed up. They roused him and started asking him questions such as, did he have ID? No. What was his name? He didn't know. What was his address? He wasn't sure. The more he talked, the dumber and more stoned he sounded. They asked him if he lived in Portland, the city where this was occurring. He replied, Portland? Like he had never heard of the place. They then asked if he was from Beaverton, Vancouver, Gresham, Oregon City, Hillsborough, etc. Each time he responded as if he never heard of any of the cities mentioned. The cops paused as if they had run out of questions to ask, so I thought I might be able to help. I asked the driver if he lived in Oregon. He stonily replied, Where's that? I informed him it was on the west coast of the USA between Washington and California. He asked, USA? What's that? I replied that it's the main country in North America. North America? He says with more confusion. Yes, I tell him. North America is one of the continents of planet Earth. Are you familiar with planet Earth? At this point, both officers are giggling and no longer asking any questions, deferring to my interrogation. The driver looked up in the sky for a few seconds, then returned his glassy gaze to me. Earth? He asked. I replied that Earth is the third planet in this planetary system around the star called Sol. Where's that? He wanted to know. I replied that Sol was located in the spiral arms of the Milky Way galaxy. Perhaps he was from somewhere in the Milky Way galaxy. That did not seem to ring a bell with him. I asked, what about the Andromeda galaxy? Might you be from there? He got a bit excited and indicated that the Andromeda galaxy sounded quite familiar. I turned to the officers and informed them he's from the Andromeda galaxy. They were laughing to the point where there were tears streaming from their eyes. I turned back to the driver and asked, are you here for the weekend or just passing through? He hadn't decided yet. I was very interested in how he was able to get his VW bug from galaxy to galaxy, but he wasn't willing or able to share that technology with me. A shame. The police officers give him a ride back to the local detox center where I'm sure he was able to meet some fellow traveler and share good times. Whatever that boy was smoking, it pretty near gave him amnesia. That is crazy. Doesn't even know what galaxy he's from.